Welcome to Transformational Pathways, a podcast created by Toastmasters District 46 in the greater New York area, where we share conversations from influencers within the Toastmasters community and people whose lives have positively transformed by walking down the Toastmasters path. Whether you're just getting started in your career, have had recent career changes, or you're navigating different languages, we're here to help you build confidence by discovering new tools, overcoming your fears to find your voice, and engaging in a thriving community. Enjoy today's episode. Hello! Welcome to another episode of Toastmasters District 46 Transformational Pathways Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Mason, and walking the pathway with us today is our guest, Seth Greenwald. Seth is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and popular communication coach for technical professionals and creative leaders. He holds a degree in mechanical engineering from the Cooper Union and in industrial design from the Pratt Institute. He has served as a design lead and senior project manager for many of the nation's largest engineering and construction organizations. He's also the owner of the Creative Warrior Group, which is an organization that helps leaders climb to the peak of public speaking excellence. I have got to know more about that, but we're going to get there. Seth, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, welcome, Scott. Thank you. Thank you very much. Nice to uh, be here to chat with you. I'm excited for this. uh, It's good. Good stuff. It is is genuinely a pleasure. Now, let's step back a little bit. I'm going to tell you and the audience a little secret about myself. I worked for almost a decade for the New York City Buildings Department. And that thing, that I believe gives us a little something in common, perhaps, Talk to me a little bit more about your professional background before all this coaching and leadership stuff. <laughs> Explain. Okay. All right. This is uh, where, where to start. There's so much. There's so much transformation in my career. I, I'm, a, I'm an engineer. You know, I'm an engineer by trade, but I'm an artist by heart. I started, I went to the Cooper Union for mechanical engineering, and I immediately loved looking out the window and seeing all the artists running around on, in the East Village. They all had their fedora hats, and they had, like, these spikes coming out of their forehead. It was, it was the punk rock era. So I decided that I wanted to be a, a designer. Uh, so I went to Pratt Institute. I became a designer. I designed furniture. I designed uh, high-end retail st- uh, stores like uh, Toomey Luggage. And a lot of Hudson News you'll see in the airports. I designed oh, yeah. S Express, all sorts of fun, fun, wow. fun things. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So you did that for how long? And talk to me about some of the best things about it and some of the things that you found challenging. Oh, I did that. I was a creative guy for a good 15 years, and it was just great. They would put me in this cubicle, and they would say, Seth, don't leave the cubicle until you design this thing. I'm like, yeah, that's why I went to school. I I don't want to be bothered. I want to be creative. I want to draw. I want to use my imagination. That's great. I'm like, can I come out for parties? And they go, no, no, you can't come out for parties. Sorry. And that was okay because I enjoyed, I was an engineer. I was a designer. I was creative. I was, I liked doing things alone. Right. And then one day the challenge was that I 
felt alone. <laughs> so I, like, how do I get out behind my computer? So I found an organization called, have you heard of this? Toastmasters? And, I don't know who those people are. What are you talking about? <laughs> and man, Toastmasters has transformed my life. It, it just helped me to find my confidence as a speaker, find my confidence as a manager. Now I'm a project manager for the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, one of the largest engineering construction firms in the, in, the, in the world. And if it wasn't for Toastmasters, I would not have been able to make that transformation from, uh, you know, sole designer to someone who uh, collaborates and has a team and has to always be engaged with that team. So thank you. Thank you, Toastmasters. That is so wonderful to hear. And transformation, the power of it, what it can do for people's lives is why so many people, once they dip their toes into the swimming pool waters of Toastmasters, they never manage to climb out. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Let me ask you this. When you were talking about being okay with not going to the parties and all of that, because you like being alone at your desk, creating and doing all that sort of stuff, would you say that dispositionally you tend to be an introvert? Well, you might not be able to notice that now, but I was always the DIY guy in the family, in the team. I was a do-it-yourself guy, so mm. I like to be alone. I like to be an introvert. I like to, be, I like to think, you know, what, what is, what does introvert really mean? It, it's just going in, right. Going in. I'm a, I'm a thinker. People like you, who Seth, he, he thinks a lot, but that's introvert. You know, an introversion gets a bad name in society, but it's not, it's just the fact that you love having a multi a party in your head. You have a party in your head. And that's what I did. I always was in my head and it was okay until what, what, 15, 20 years ago when I wanted to get out of my head and I found Toastmaster, then they helped me to get out of my head and be in the moment, right? That's what it's all about. When, uh, Toastmasters has shown me how to do table topics, which is an amazing thing. It's gotten me to understand that there's a world in my head, but there's also a world outside and you need to get out of your head. You need to be in the moment and Man, I, I, I just love being in the moment and love doing table topics and love doing improv. Well, one of the things that is particularly interesting and probably will speak to someone who is listening to this podcast who might not have heard this from any of our other guests so far, and that is that you're saying there is essentially a part of you as an introvert who has had this rich internal life that may be dominating where you're drawing energy from the world and how you are committing your your time and how you pull energy out to keep yourself going. And so the question that I have for you is, do you feel like, because Toastmasters, because it's a public speaking organization, could be perceived as a place for extroverts, more so than introverts. Do you feel that, uh, and I'd love to hear in a little bit more detail about the internal process of transformation that might have gone within you as you move from someone who might not, due to your own personal inclination, have desired to push yourself out there publicly 
as much as you ultimately ended up doing due to that introversion. I agree, by the way, particularly in large organizational life, there is a bias against introversion and climb up by being out there and in everyone's face, not necessarily being quiet and doing quality work. Yeah, that gets you nowhere a lot of times in life. <laughs> so let's. T- I would like to hear a little bit more about those impacts for you and how Toastmasters might be able to affect the lives of others who are introverted but believe they have so much more to share than a lot of the situations that they're in might otherwise allow for. Yes. No, Scott, yeah, that's such a good point because – Toastmasters is the key to get out of your head. It's all about speaking in public, right? Having a confidence to speak in public. We're all about leaders who can speak, who can prepare a speech, who can speak on the cuff. We're all about people who can uh, talk and be compelling and clear and concise. But what about when you want to share your ideas with someone, with your audience? Don't you have to also listen See, mm. you got you can't if you're just speaking and you're not prompted and not, and not listening, that's not communication, is it? Mm-hmm. That's public speaking. That's, hey, look at me. Look what I can say. But if you really want to understand communication, you have to first listen and then speak. And that's what Toastmasters actually has taught me, because in terms of evaluation, right, evaluating someone's speech, you got to. You, you got to listen. You got to quiet the thoughts in your head in order to do that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's not it's not Toastmasters forte to help you listen. But they but it really they really do give you opportunity to listen. But that's where Toastmasters has taken me. It's taken me to the next level. I call it Toastmasters 2.0, where it's taken me See here. I, there's there's something I call the leader's communication ladder. All right. Leader's communication ladder. Toastmasters has the first rung. Talk. Mm. Right. It teaches you how to do presentations. Correct. Yeah. The second rung, table topics, teaches you how to speak in, in the in the moment. But yes. the third rung is something I call table topics togetherness. Right. How do you do table topics with others? How do you collaborate with others? How do you listen with to others? How do you team? Leaders need to understand how to team build and they need to understand how to listen to their team in order to do that. So I love it when the themes of one episode bleed into another. And so I'm going to connect what you just said to a very recent episode that we had. And it's going to be, I think you'll see very shortly, a perfect segue into another component of what you do. So a recent guest that we had was the wonderful Matthew Fay, who is a stand-up comedian. And when I talked to him about uh, Toastmasters and the gifts that it's given to him, the issue of listening and its corollary observing came up from his perspective as a stand-up comedian. When you bomb, 
As often as not, it's because you're not reading your audience well. And he felt, and I, this had never occurred to me before, that one of the huge values that Toastmasters offers is learning how to do that because you have to listen in order to participate in the evaluation process. You have to listen to the questions that you're being asked with table topics. You have to just generally listen if you're going to be present and there in the meeting. And then that listening ultimately expands to observing the body language of the speaker or the other people in the room, which enables him to be funnier. And you're talking about that similar theme, while at the same time, you are involved in another area of comedy that's not stand-up. Is that not true, Mr. Greenwald? <laughs> well, Scott, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an engineer, and, I, and engineers typically aren't, aren't uh, comedians. Though I play one sometimes in my Toastmasters club because I have I am humor. I have humor. But what I'm talking about is improv for business, Mm -hmm. not necessarily to be funny, but to have fun with your team. So I'm trying to bring in and I do bring in to my club improvisational communication. It's not just about speaking. It's about yes anding, right? I'm sure Matt went through the yes and where you first have to accept what your partner said, and then you build on what he said. And that's what is communication all about. A plus B equals C, right? Accept plus build equals collaboration and communication. So that's what I teach in my club, in my seminars, in my workshop in my course called Page to Stage. And uh, I'm coming up with another course. I don't know if you're interested, Scott, but uh, it's called Improv to Improve. So watch out, 2022. Here comes the Sherpa. I love it. I love it. By the way, Sherpa, that's not the last time we're going to be discussing that word during this podcast. But all things in due time, my friend. I want to go back a little bit to your professional background and actually something you just hinted at a moment ago, which was that engineers aren't always known for their riotous sense of humor. One of the things that I saw on your website was that there are, that you, you deal with professionally some of the unique issues faced by those in technical fields. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit more about what that means here, because by the way, we haven't had anyone on this podcast yet with the sort of technical background that you have had. And so I think that there could be an entire audience that's <laughs> really crying out to hear some of your messaging around that and speak to them directly. <laughs> yes. I've, uh, a few weeks ago, I talked to a group of Toastmasters in Italy and uh, there was a bunch of engineers in the audience, and they wanted me to start an, an engineering Toastmaster club for, for Italians. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't speak Italian, but sure, fly me out to Rome, and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, take me along for that. I'll do the podcast episode live <laughs> yeah, from, the, you know, from the Pantheon. <laughs> exactly. And then I told the Italians about my T-shirt. Do you want to hear about my engineering T-shirt, Scott? You can't say something like that and expect me to say no. Tell us, Seth. <laughs> well, I have an actual T-shirt. It's not on, but it is black. And next time uh, we do a podcast, I'll wear it for you, Scott. But it says, I'm an engineer. To save time, let's assume I'm always right. Oh, <laughs> snap. Okay. So <laughs> it's that was my thing that engineers are very linear 
Engineers are very left-brained. Engineers are very analytical. And engineers always have the answer because they understand the question and they understand the parts and how to break it down and how to put it back together. Now, if you want to be creative, though, use your right side of your brain, which you have two sides of brains, right? I, I didn't learn that until 15 years ago that uh, I have another side, the right brain with creative yeah. brain, the lateral thinking brain. Yeah. If you want to use both sides of your brain, you have to Stop thinking that you have all the answers. Mm. So the, for, to the engineers out there in the crowd, just say when someone asks you a question, I don't know. Try it. Say, I don't know. Mm. It's very difficult for an engineer to say, I don't know. But as soon as you open up that can of worms, it becomes addictive. And that's what has helped me to connect with my right side of my brain. That's helped me to connect with my creativity. That's helped me to write three books on creativity. And that's what's changed uh, my life for the better. So I encourage all the engineers out there to say, I don't know, maybe. It's about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, Scott. And it's uncomfortable. It's interesting that you say that. I will confess a bias that you exposed in me. And that's, by the way... Going as to one of the beautiful things about Toastmasters and the people that we meet here is that by talking with them, by communicating with them, we learn so much, including about things within ourselves that need improvement, which is what I'm going to reveal right now and just get your thoughts on, which is when I hear someone who is always having the answer to everything, it has never occurred to me that they might be a linear thinker. I naturally tend to say, oh, narcissist, and then move on. (laughs) And the reason why I think that that's such an important thing for you to give advice about is not everyone is going to make the same sort of snap judgment. Obviously, that's incorrect that I make. But the unwillingness to be open or the inability to be open severs connection. And in order to truly uh, maximize whatever our personal mission is in a social context, in other words, we're a species that, that's the very definition of society, it's human connection. So if you're severing connections through your action, you're you're actually separating yourself from society and therefore hindering your ability to achieve your personal mission. What you're talking about with that advice is opening connection, is practicing building connection with people. Uh, Does that trigger any reaction in you? Uh, It triggers... My heart, my heart, you're singing to my heart. It's uh, this is what I'm all about. I uh, it's a lot about understanding who you are, understanding deep down that you have an ego, correct? You are oh, a yeah. certain person, you have a personality, some it's uh, run by the ego. Now, what and the ego is all about me, 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 I, I, I. And as you say, if you are run by the ego, you're never going to let others in. So what I like to tell my students is that you have to go from me go to we go, right? It's called a build it together mindset, a B-I-T mindset. Go from me to we. And how you do it? How do you do that? You let go of your ego. So as soon as I understood that, it completely opened up the world to me. The world became a place where I can learn anytime, anywhere, by anyone, by anything. Mm -hmm. It's what made me so 
successful in project management because I'm a creative project manager now. I understand how to open up, listen to people, uh, collaborate with people, and learn from people. Um, you know, improv has taught me to, to loosen up and to listen and to, to live in the moment. And those are all excellent things if you want to be in this world. How does all of this tie into <laughs> the work that you do with people around authenticity? Well, in order to uh, be authentic, be an honest and open communicator, you have to uh, know yourself. You have to understand who you are. So a lot of people... You know, they can give speeches, they can give, they can prepare presentations, they can Google the answer. But what makes a speech so unique is that it comes through you. If you understand who you are, and if you have connected to your authentic speaking voice, then whatever you say is from the heart. And whatever you say is unique. Because you're unique. Mm -hmm. You're the only one out of what, 7 billion people in this world. You are the only one. But having, having said that, if you don't find your authenticity, you're just might feel like a copy, right, yeah. of someone else. So you want to go inside. You want to go deep. You want to dig your hole deep. You don't want to dig a lot of holes, right? To, to find success, you don't want to dig a lot of holes. You don't want to go up the mountain of public speaking excellence and, and look for all the different paths just for the heck of it. You want to stay on the, on one path, right? You stay on one path to get to the peak. Uh, that's something that I learned from you know through Toastmasters. Dig your hole deep. Don't take a lot of holes. If you want to be a subject matter expert, if you want to be an interesting speaker, that's what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. It goes as to really understanding your personal brand, which is a fundamental part of communication that Toastmasters doesn't directly teach you about, but it's embedded in the Pathways educational curriculum. Um, and, and that's so true as someone that has a podcast and is a speaker himself. If I don't know what makes me unique, why should anyone even listen to me? I, it, it, there's no justification for that. Um, <laughs> there's so much noise out there, isn't there? You've got to cut, yeah. cut through with your authenticity, yeah. your authentic knife, cut it through the noise. Yeah. Well, speaking of authenticity and uniqueness, let's go back to that word Sherpa. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, last year, when the pandem pandemic started, I worked. I started working from home, right? And I had a lot of time. I was working. I'm still working for the Army Corps of Engineers, but I decided that I also wanted to um, create something. I wanted to create something to help my fellow Toastmasters. So what I did was to create a six-week course called uh, Page to Stage. I'm your friendly guide up to the peak of public speaking excellence. And then I said, well, up to the peak. 
what does that mean? What does that mean? Who am I? Mm. I'm the Sherpa. I'm Sherpa mm. Seth. I'm your friendly guide up to the peak of public speaking excellence. So that became my brand for page to stage. And I've always asked my wife, asked my son, I've always been a teacher, you know, I've always liked teaching. So Sherpa, someone who helps. I'm also a very good with servant leadership. So I'm not servant leadership, meaning helping your team to do what they need to do by being in the background, serving them. Yeah. Having that we, that, we mindset as opposed to that me want mindset, me, me, me. Yeah. So Sherpa just became a very natural um, part of my brand. And that, that, and I really do believe that's that's who I am. Um, I, I want to help people. I want to help people get to the peak as soon as possible. And my page to stage is an efficient path to get there. So what a beautiful metaphor, by the way. Thanks. Talk to us a little bit about the secrets of a creative warrior. I'm arming uh, up already. <laughs> I've got my little Spartan helmet. I'm wearing it. <laughs> I look good in it, by the way. You do. You do. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 next next podcast, I'll find my uh, my little my little Sherpa hat, which is kind of like my creative. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't look good in that. I th- I've, I think I've seen a picture of you either wearing it or maybe it around your shoulder. You do look good in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my first book it, uh, is called Secrets of a Creative Warrior. And in there, there's 60 or 70, one or two page uh, tips on how to be creative. And basically, it's just a way... Uh, to open up, to open up the way I opened up um, my mind to different ways of seeing, right? To the different ways of doing. Like I was saying, there's not only one way of doing something. You have to be able to open up your mind and figure out that there's multiple ways of doing something. But the secret, God, and there's, you know, I'll, I'll give you one of the top secrets, all right? Are you ready for the top secrets? My ears are too. <laughs> The headphones are up and my ears are glued. (laughs) All right. So as an engineer, order matters. O-R-D-E-R matters. Right? When it comes to creativity, order matters. Because, I say that because, what I realized was that most people are not creative because they put the... um, Divergent thinking phase mm-hmm. after the convergent thinking phase. Really? They, they come up with one idea and then they justify one why that idea mm-hmm. is so good mm-hmm. or the best. Yeah. What you need to do, and this is one of the, the big secrets. I wish I, I have a prop, Scott, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to run away from you and get my prop. But basically, <laughs> it's a prop that looks like this. This is the D for divergent thinking, right? You still have right. a lot of ideas. You don't judge any of the ideas. You just collect those ideas. Mm-hmm. Collect them. Don't judge them. Suspend judgment. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready to choose which idea you want to go with, then you mm-hmm. say, okay, stop collecting. Let's compare the ideas we have. Mm-hmm. And that's called the, the uh, convergent thinking phase. So it's a D mm-hmm. and it's a C. So that is one of the top Secrets of this uh, creative warrior. 
engineer. That is really interesting, and it is creative. Not only that, but the C and the D, which it, for those that might be listening to this, he has shown the mouth of the C facing the line in the D. So it's almost like there's a little kind of oval shape that comes out of it, and it's visually arresting as well, which, again, people associate with uh, with strong leadership, with strong storytelling, and with creativity. Seth, how did you end up in Toastmasters? There has got to be a story there. <coughs> my, um, my boss said, Seth, you need to go to Toastmasters. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, wait, what happened? He didn't just float out of the sky one day and say, go to Toastmasters and disappear in a puff of smoke. What's the story behind this story? Come on. The story behind the story is that I, my boss recognized that I had something more than uh, the design uh, in me, right? I, I wasn't meant to just sit in a cubicle mm. and design. I'm like, yeah, but boss, I like doing that. No, no, no. You have. I see something uh, else wow. in you, Seth. And he says, you need to get out. You need to be able to express yourself. You need. You have a lot of ideas. You need to share it with the world. So this was when I was working for a design firm out in uh, Stanford, Connecticut, and we were designing upscale retail stores in airports. Uh, one of them, well, not that upscale, but one of them is, <laughs> is Hudson News. You see them a lot all around the airports everywhere in yeah. the world. But, um, but he said, if you go to Toastmasters, then we'll give you a shot to be a project manager. Wow. Like, you know, okay, I don't know if I want to be a project manager, but okay, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for it. And one of the stories in my book, uh, my uh, second book called Answering the Call of Your Creative Warrior, is that is about my first uh, speech. I was so nervous to get out of my chair that I literally fall, fell over the guy's foot on the first row and I broke <sighs> my nose. But I <laughs> what? Oh my god! Did I you fell, have to leave? Did I you even finish the meeting? What happened? On my face. I just fell on my face, but I. <sighs> It did get up. I was, it was a little bit of blood, but I'm oh, not I'm no quitter, Scott. I guess not. <laughs> and I was bleeding. I was like, uh, with my paper, I, was, I can't. I can't read. What did I write? It's, it's oh my, my notes. god! That's, that's <laughs> but, an awesomely dramatic story. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but. Um, you know, after that, it, 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 I always tell people who are new to Toastmasters that the first speech is the hardest, right? Just getting yeah. up there. And then it goes downhill from there. Oh. I didn't give up. I, I, I did maybe take a few weeks off to heal my nose, but I got back <laughs> off. And it did get easier because I knew what to expect. I knew and I knew I didn't want to quit and I knew I didn't want to give up on my boss. Yeah. And um, what a ride. What a ride. Um, I've been in Toastmasters now. That was like. 2009, so it's only, it's like 12 years I've been in, in Toastmasters, and um, I try to build on what I've learned. You know, I'm a continuous learner. I have the growth mindset. That's another yeah. creative warrior secret, to have a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset. Yeah. I'm always building on what I've learned, and, you know, I have a DTM. I'm going for another uh, DTM, Distinguished Toastmaster. I've been president of, uh, three times. I've been an area director two times. I've been a uh, district director once I've been uh, uh, I've done a lot in Toastmasters and I I felt like it was like at the end what am I going to do what am I going to do so 
Um, I decided to build on what Toastmasters has told, helped me and become a communication coach. And I created a, a, a course and I speak all around the world at conferences, um, a lot to project managers, you know, some to Toastmaster conferences, but a lot of project manager conferences, a lot to engineering conferences. And I even spoke at the San Francisco Writers Conference because of, I wrote the three books. And, you know, in order to get your 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 uh, ideas out there, authors need to be able to speak in public. Yeah. So that was where I originally uh, the impetus was to not just write books, but to share the ideas in my books with the world. And that's where I am continuously uh, moving up the mountain, you know, moving up my public speaking mountain. Really inspiring. Now, speaking of talking before Toastmasters group, the date of this recording is November 17th, 2021. And very soon you are going to be giving a special presentation before this district, Seth, Tell, give us a sneak peek about it. Tell, tell us a little bit what, what you can without giving away the farm. We want to know. Well, all right. Well, I told you about the uh, three rungs of the uh, leadership ladder. So it's uh, it's talk, table topics, and t- table topics togetherness, right? So talk is, you know, presenting a clear uh, and concise uh, presentation and you know obviously table topics is being able to respond in the moment and adequately to your the prompt to your, your questioner but my real uh, gift to the world is is is, is table topics together is is improv right is is because I'm, I'm a project manager so I have people I have a team I kind of interact I got to collaborate so what I'm going to do on December first is give a presentation called Improv to Improve Your Team's Performance with Lessons from Bad Art. Now, why do I say lessons from bad art? It's simply because I'm an artist at heart, right? And I wanted to mash up my two loves of my work, of, uh, of my life, art and design, with leadership and communication. And when you do that, it teaches a lot about teamwork. So creative, by the way. Uh, yeah, thanks. No, that's that's that's. I'm trying to, you know, uh, I'm trying to have fun here, Scott. Just trying to have fun, have fun. <laughs> and what? And that's the next step. That the next step is how Toastmasters can use what they've learned in the club to become better team leaders, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that is what I'm going to talk about on December first. We're going to have a great uh, workshop where we're going to build a story together, co-create a story. It's going to be a lot of fun. That Uh, is incredible. Yeah. Can't wait. I always like to close out the episode with a couple of questions that are pop up. You're just going to have to respond. (laughs) Who is your favorite leader? Who is your favorite speaker? And why? Ah, all right. I think it might be the same person, the favorite speaker, and the same favorite uh, favorite leader is uh, is Mark Twain comes to mind. Now, if you ask me tomorrow, it might be someone different, but right now, Mark Twain comes to mind. 
And it's because of the incredible culture. answer, by the way. I, I just have to interrupt and inject that. That's awesome. Okay, finish, please. <laughs> and it's because he has my favorite quote about public speaking. Mark Twain said in 1887, he says, and this is like the basis of a lot of my secrets about public speaking. This quote, he says, it takes him three weeks to prepare a good impromptu speech. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an impetus to what I talked about last year at the uh, District 46 uh, Leadership Summit. I was the keynote uh, presenter. And this quote is what put me on the path to where I am. It's been a year and a half. And that is the quote that started everything. How, what does this mean? Why do you have to prepare to be spontaneous? And it's quite a journey when you really dig into the reasons why preparation helps you with impromptu speaking. And that's a lot about what we're going to talk about on December 1st, improv to improve. Yeah. Not just about getting up there and just blurting out whatever's in your head. Right? Yeah. So... I to love it. You're yeah. yeah. You're totally up leveling it. I, I, it's incredible. Thanks. Seth, how can folks find out more about you and, and where can they connect with you? Well, they can uh, go to my website, uh, creativewarriorsecrets.com. Uh, you can send me a, an email, Seth at creativewarriorsecrets.com. Or they can go to my YouTube channel. The Creative Warrior Community. And there you'll see all sorts of good things of uh, snippets, tip, tips and techniques and how to be a better creative leader via communication. I cannot wait to check it out myself and heartily recommend them to anyone who might be listening or watching this. Seth. It has been great having you on the show today. Thank you for joining us and for sharing your story. For those of you listening or watching, if you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or a comment. And don't forget to follow District 46 on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're new to Toastmasters, check out Toastmasters46.org. That's Toastmasters46.org to learn more about us or to visit one of our clubs, because Toastmasters is where leaders are made. Thank you so much for joining us on Transformational Pathways. If you enjoyed today's episode or got anything out of it, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're interested in learning more about Toastmasters District 46, check out the link in the show notes below.